0: Fade you, yeah 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 na 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 nah, nah, nah. This is fade
1: you. Yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. Fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You podcast. This is episode 140, coming to you on Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. We brought a friend with us today on today's episode to talk some football with us. But first, make sure you're following us everywhere on Twitter at FadeU Sports. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That link can be found on the Twitter page. And then the TikTok is at Fade University. Make sure you go back and listen to the start of our NFL preview series. We've recorded three division previews so far. We hope you guys are enjoying our division-by-division division look at this upcoming season's NFL landscape, having a lot of fun with that. All that content is available in both podcast and video format. You can find all our links in that pinned tweet on Twitter, which again is at Sports. My name is Matthew James on Twitter at MatthewJames78, joined as always by Chris Duke. He is at HazmatSuit23 on the Twitter. And joining us today is one of our favorites. You know him from WagerTalk. He is on The Hustle, which I believe returns next week.
2: Yeah, Wednesday night, one week there. from tomorrow. So, yeah, Wednesday the 24th, 6 p.m.
1: There we go. He is the pride of Siena College. Go Saints. <laughs> he bets poop just like my smelly friend, Chris Duke. He is Adam Trigger on Twitter at TopFlightSI. Adam, thanks for hanging out with us and talking football.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, we're, we're getting close. I mean, really, we've already started, right? Like, we're a week into to preseason. And I was tough. I, I view preseason week one is like the start of the NFL season, at least for me, because I bet I'm betting the preseason the same, like, a, you know, I we do our plays at wager talk on a you know, 4%, 5%. I never do anything other than 4 and 5% because I'm a big proponent of flat betting or as close to flat betting as possible. And um, so, you know, a 4% play in the preseason for me is no different than a 4% play in week 17, same thing. So, so football, as far as I'm concerned, has already started. Uh, for the nfl and then of course we have uh college football i was looking finally started to get into the actual matchups it looks like a pretty like full week what are we are we still calling it week zero is that still a thing week zero it, like it's weird well, i don't know but yeah like well, maybe like yeah. 10 11 games right so looking forward to it that's uh yeah we're about 10 days away so should be a good time
1: very, very exciting time of year. So let's hit NFL first. So I know you talked preseason and uh, preseason betting. I mean, you watch those numbers move. They, they can actually move quite a bit. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to get into the season here in just a few short weeks. Your prep right now for this season, just general prep, what are you specifically looking for? What are you studying about teams as we get, like you said, closer and closer to week one kickoff?
2: Yeah, so as far as NFL is concerned, I, I haven't done as much. So I don't, I'll just start with this. I don't fire season win total bets in football like I would, like, let's per, say, in baseball. And the reason is, guys, it's just there's too much like variance that can happen in a 16 game schedule. And that's just for me. I'm not saying they're bad bets. I actually have one that I really like that I'll give out on the show, and I don't think I've given it out anywhere yet. So this will be the first time. I talk about it, but I just am not going to tie all sorts of money up on like season win totals in in football because you know you're talking a six a set what what's a 17 game season now for NFL. You know, you lose a guy for for four to six weeks, and that's like a, a massive part of your season. Uh, I I look I'll do it in baseball because I think I'm going to get you know the variance is going to sort of stretch out over the course of 162 games. You know, and a guy misses three weeks in a major league baseball season, it's a little blip, right, uh, over the course of a, a six month season. But the NFL, college football, couple injuries, and and that, that really can really skew the, the the bet. So, I for NFL, I come in, I just start grinding right away with with preseason games, and trying to you know win bets because that's what we're trying to do. Uh, and then college football, I'll I read all the guides, right, like. You know, and we can talk about that in a minute, but I just start doing my reading and and I don't really take a ton of notes though if I if something really pops out, I'll jot it down but I'm mostly just trying to read uh, you know uh, I let the people that really know how to do the prep stuff, the Kenny Whites, Phil Steele I'm reading his stuff you know Kel just uh, told he I, I, she just tweeted about Mark Lawrence. he's great as well. They spend all year on this stuff, right? I'm a baseball better, so over the summer, like I'm immersed in baseball. I'm gonna really let the them do the pre, the, the quote unquote prep in terms of power rate all the teams, put all of the the moving pieces on paper, and then I'm just gonna try to take that and figure out how to make money with it against the number, which is you know, I mean, that's really the end game, right there is just cashing tickets. So that that's kind of a, in a nutshell how I how I approach. Uh, the football season.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really good point in that, you know, so much of this is just information collecting and then making a decision for yourself and critically thinking, okay, do I agree with this part of what this guy is saying and this part of what this guy is saying and how can I put that together and make an informed decision myself And with football, there's probably I mean, it's probably the sport with the most information out there. So if you're someone who can find those resources, couple that with if you're if you've got a good mind and your own feelings, you can really find a nice little avenue there. Um, But that's it's it's kind of a catch 22 because NFL content is such an oversaturated market. How do you determine what's good and, and what's not good?
2: that's a great question and and it's it's only going to get more saturated right because i mean you guys remember you know it's funny to me that like a lot of people think sports betting started in like 2018 right and like we've been all been doing this since high school like (laughs) you know like illegally or whatever you want to call it but like um you know it's right it's just information overload at this point and you can't you for you can't sit there and read Every three hundred and sixty-five page magazine to prepare for the season, especially if you're someone that's like myself, I bet Korean baseball, Major League Baseball. So I need to really be able to like pick and choose, and 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 that's why I just try to read in my free time and just like by osmosis pick up as much as I can because I know that all everything in any pr- uh, preseason guide or magazine is just it's going to be like nothing on there is probably going to put me on a bet specifically come like week one or week two and, and the reason I say that is for me it's going to be like completely reacting off what the market does and, and that's like for and that's I think you guys are, are in the same boat with that a little bit like I need to pretty much I need to have a pulse on what everyone else is doing before I can really start firing my bets because I and, and football guys is in in my opinion this is more so in football than anything, the biggest edge and the most value you're going to find is betting against overreactions from the masses. And so, if we don't know what the masses are doing, it doesn't. It nothing is really, you know, you can't really do anything until you know how how that's gonna gonna play out. So, I just try to get prepared in terms of you know, knowing I, I'll have a, a couple teams that I know that will be a fade for me, a couple teams that I would potentially play on, and I'll just kind of go from there. And and I'll go each week trying to do that. I'm not I'm not a make your own numbers guy in football, and, and that's something Kelly taught me a few years ago that I think was like one of the most valuable things I I learned, especially as someone that handicaps another sport all summer because I'm obviously doing baseball every single day. She said, you know, she said she came out and was like, you know, I can't make I don't make my own numbers for this stuff. I've got a million other things to do. Uh, you know, how am I going to make numbers that are better than John Murray's numbers at the Westgate, right? Like, they're – like so if you're spinning your wheels 40, 50 hours a week, like, it's still going to be hard to beat the books in terms of the number. But what you can do is beat all the people that, that aren't as prepared as you, right? Or what we call the, the betting public, the general public, who looks at something and it's like, well, this team's better than this team, so this is the bet. And then the line moves one point. And then it's like, well, that's where you can can get your quote-unquote value right there and potentially have an edge is by knowing what games are shaded and, you know, stepping in and being willing to take the other side. You can't do it in every game, but if you pick your spots, that, that in my opinion, that's how you make money betting football.
0: Yeah, it's funny, Matt, we talked about, I'm sure we'll get into what you know, Adams, you mentioned we're going to ask him his fades and teams he likes and then his teams he wants to fade. But it's funny, you and I, one of our favorite weeks of the year is week two. We go, oh, perfect, overreaction week, right? What did everyone see last week? And, uh, you know, just like if we see the Lions, you know, just beat up on the Eagles, right? Everyone thinks, oh, maybe the Lions are live dogs and then everyone wants to get all high on them. and uh, Or that the, they see the Chiefs just dismantle the – the cards in week one, everyone just writes the cards off, right? Ooh, they shouldn't have spent all that money on Murray. So, yeah, we love that, and then it's a great pulse. You, you love to just almost sit back. You're we're obviously we're degenerates. We're gonna put some plays in week one, but you love to just sit back, see how it plays out, and just and just work the market week two and, and going forward.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I'll I'll definitely have week one bets because you know we're not just gonna take. You only get 17 weeks of an NFL season so we're not gonna sit one out um, but yeah like week two week three and even even into the you know October where it, it, a lot of times guys you see you see a team start one and three and there are a couple of bounces away from being like four and up or three and one and and there's always great opportunity to play against that type of overreaction in the football schedule. It really, it's been a it's been a formula I've used for years now. It's been years since I can't remember the last time I had a losing football season, to be honest. And um, it, it's really that sort of, you know, that's sort of how I attack it. And then I just try to be selective. And you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of, you know, I want to make a lot of people look for for what am I going to bet. I try to say what how can I talk myself off of this bet. And that's how I've always looked at it. And you know, it, it helps me. And, uh, 'cause really every time you make a bet guys you're giving you're giving someone minus one ten against you right like it's in the grand scheme of things, so less is always yeah. more in sports betting uh, i I'm a big proponent of that, and uh you know picking your picking our spots especially with some of those shit teams that you know no one wants to bet That's yeah I mean.
0: yeah the poo, when are you gonna step in poo are you gonna <laughs> avoid last year i know we we mentioned this on a pod last year you really didn't take too many totals at all. Are you going to kind of shy away from that again, especially with this new, you know, we've got, we've seen 15 illegal contact um, calls in week one. Are you going to kind of look at totals being maybe that these refs are going to come give them free first downs, extend these plays, these drives, or are you going to still more look towards sides throughout the season?
2: I'll absolutely look more towards sides. I've, I've gone, I really don't play a ton of totals. The only the only sport I have ever really been a big totals player in has been baseball. Unfortunately, Major League Baseball ruined that for me a couple of years ago with a ghost runner. Because obviously, like, it's really, listen, guys, it's really hard to play totals now in Major League Baseball because typically it's always been, like, unders have been kind of sharp. It's, you know, you want to you find good spots for unders. And now it's like you can't play a full game under in Major League Baseball because... You just don't know you can get to the end of the game. It's 2-2, and all of a sudden in extra innings, it's 6-5. So I've shied away from totals Major League Baseball this season, which has been fine for me. I'm having a great Major League Baseball season, so I really can't complain there. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't see myself playing a ton of totals in football. Obviously, if there's a good spot, I'll do it. But the reason is it's just it, it seems like it's become more of an offensive game. And so it's like... But then every time you go to take an over, it feels like you're taking like a, a premium. You have to lay a premium number to bet the over. So it becomes really difficult to find good spots to play totals because it's like like you were saying in the NFL, a lot of times you know, you'll know you be sitting there. It's like, like, well, my numbers say, or like the, theoretically I know 55 and a half is too many, but then it's a 34, 31 game and, and you like never had a shot. So I don't know. I'd rather... If, if I'm trying to be selective as it is, I'd rather put my money somewhere else in most scenarios, usually on a side is how I look to it.
1: Yeah. So like you said, the NFL season is relatively short. We only have 17 weeks of this. Let's say you're taking a, a position on a team going into the season. And, you know, like, I'm going to look to back this team. How much do you need to see before you start to adjust or rethink your feelings on certain I mean, is the quarter point in the season a good time to reevaluate? Can you give them more leash than that? What do you think?
2: I mean, I think you got to pretty much reevaluate on a week-to-week basis. But, like, for example, I'll I'll give you an example. I like the Giants this year. I I think the Giants are going to weigh over. I think they could weigh overachieve. That's the one season win total I've bet so far in the NFL. I took Giants uh, over seven wins. I think their home games are really winnable this year. And I think that that's, um, you know, you look at, first of all, they have very winnable home schedule. And then I look at the division and and I don't think they're going to be out of it in any divisional game, right? You have the commanders, the Eagles and, and Cowboys. And even, even in years, it seems like where the Cowboys are good. Cowboys giants is always, always a game. So um, that's a team that I plan to come out firing with. And, you know, like you guys said, if they if they go zero and two and fail to cover the spread both times, am I gonna like? I'll probably be on them in week three. Um, <laughs> so I, I personally, it probably takes me longer to get off a team than others. Like I'll go, I'll go die on the hill if I have to. Like I do it in baseball sometimes, where like uh, I'll I'll have like Reds one, plus one and a half back to back nights it loses, and I'm just like, all right, we got to see it out here we we go back to the well one more time so that's just me personally i trust i tend to trust my read you know and and think that i will like there will be regression toward the mean because all this all this stuff tends to come back to the mean at some point that's why that's why betting on overreactions tends to be profitable right because theoretically I, i well you know, unless it's like this past year in college basketball where every favorite just wins and covers any number you throw out there, it usually comes back, right? So it's like a team fails to cover the first two weeks, but you see like they, they had some redeeming qualities. No, well, you, you give them, a, you go with them in week three because they're probably undervalued. I still think that's how I'll, you know, always approach it. And so, yeah, if, I, if the Giants come out, I'm just using them as an example and they suck the first three weeks. I'll still I'll still be trying to back them in week 4 unless I can make a good enough case uh to you know to get off or you know the all the equalizer there would be an, you know injuries a couple big injuries can change everything and that's really why I don't love the win totals because as you guys know like football it, it just seems like no one's safe anymore and anyone can go down at any time and it makes it really difficult to make some of these full season bets so I'm much more of a week to week better really because of that
1: you two really are made for each other uh there's there's few people i've ever met more stubborn than chris uh but you're giving him a run for his money you two stubborn fucks you just like you say you'll all die on the hill i'll keep going and chris is the exact same way
0: (laughs) keep hammering the under keep the dogs no i mean that's a great point i mean I think one team that stands out from last year was the Colts. I think the Colts had a really bad start and there might have been like 0 and 3 start, but they played the Rams. I think they only lost to the Rams by three at home. And next thing you know, they're uh, you know, they should have beat the, they blew the big lead at the Ravens, but they they covered and then they go to the rain in San Francisco and win outright and they just won like six or seven in a row. But they, if you just look at it and everyone's like, Oh, these Colts, they they suck. They're not look at their record, 0 and three, oh and four, and next thing you know, they get right back in it. And so, yeah, you just really got to pay attention. Like you said, redeeming quality. What do they do well? Um, Don't pay attention to the final score and, uh, you know, find that value in the weeks, you know, in the middle of the season.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the interesting thing too, I was just thinking back because, you know, it's hard, like a year, a lot happens in a year. Right. And I, I had to think back to last year and I'm like, man, especially with college football, like we were going into the season last year and like, you know, Covid was still really a thing. It, it seems like so long ago that that Covid was like completely impacting games. But really, you go back to the beginning of the twenty twenty one season, and you still had to worry about like teams missing numerous players. So now it feels like we're getting more back to what we've like known. I, I found college football to be far more difficult the last couple of years, and I think it's because of the the unknowns due to Covid. I also think that had a little bit of an impact on college basketball as well. I think the college sports specifically were made more difficult because of the the COVID implications, whereas professional sports, it's like they got, they kind of had, you know, figured out their protocols and and were able to get get back to normal quicker. Um, So I'm hoping that, you know, this college football season, is, I mean, I had a decent college football season last year. I think I did better in the NFL. I actually think I posted, it's probably right on my wager talk homepage, exactly what I, I did. I was pretty happy with football last year. But I think 2020, I had a losing college football season. And I, I really, you know, COVID really just made everything crazy. So I'm just hoping that this is more like back you know, completely back to normal. And, and when I say normal, I just mean like, you know, being able to go into the week and, 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 not having to, to, you know, just just having to anticipate injury news and not like six dudes getting COVID and now all of a sudden Purdue has no receivers, but I already <laughs> bet them. Like, you know, like stuff like that was just, you know, you just got on the wrong side of that and you were screwed a bit in a lot of cases. So, um, but yeah, that's, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but it was just funny to think about, like, that was only a year ago and it was like... Yeah
1: eliminating that variable i mean there's enough variables in football right so just get rid of that one and and like you said we can have a lot to look forward to in terms of normalcy or something resembling normalcy what about um you mentioned you know watching the market moves and finding the value there are there other certain spots that you really look for that kind of are right in your wheelhouse things like primetime games or short week games or off a of blowout loss like Are there certain angles that you kind of like, especially look out for?
2: Yeah. So I'll give you one that I, that I like that I think doesn't really get enough attention in it. And it tends to lead me to, I would say more winners than losers. I like, so I'm a real proponent. I, I just like to follow sharp. I, when I say follow sharp action, I don't mean follow it like bet it, right? Like, I like to be on the sharp side. I don't. I, I mean, that is my goal: is to make bets that line up with the quote-unquote sharp side. But what mm-hmm. I what I mean by follow that action is I like to know what was quote-unquote sharp for on a certain week, and then I'll track how it did, and then I'll look to come back with those teams the following week because it kind of it kind of goes to your point. It's like okay, you know, this might have like Army might be like a a sharp side might have moved a couple points you know it was a it, the, the, there was some winning better somewhere thought that it was a good idea to bet on I'm just and I'm, again I'm just using Army as an example it, it could be anyone and that team goes out and gets rolled 35 to six I'll I'll make a note of that and then I'll I'll try to find any way possible to come back the following week with Army why because a week ago there were Smart people, and when I say sharp, the, the, the definition of sharp in my opinion, I guess it really means two things. it means either one, you're beating the market consistently or two, you win. I like definition two better because like guys, I don't give a shit about CLV and I I'll, I know there's going to be people that hate that. It's like, listen, I, I get like I get it like that's great you, you know beating the market's great uh, you know, but I, I I really only care about like winning. Like cashing a ticket, I like I, I, I beating them like, and and theoretically, if you're beating the market consistently, you should win. But really, it's like it's wins and losses, and so like that's what like so if I know that army was sharp one week ago, and they and they got blown out, well, that's a great team. Like I'll have that a nice big circle on that team going into the following week because I'll think okay, like there was there was some redeeming quality here but they didn't execute. So is the redeeming quality still there? And now are they even more undervalued against maybe a more manageable opponent? If so, bet. If not, pass. But maybe, you know, but keep the, keep a, a note in mind because it might come, you know, two, two weeks come down the road and now all of a sudden they had a nice win and it's like, okay, this is maybe what the, you know, what the reason that the, the sharper people were on this team and i might be able to find a a good spot to bet them down the road. So that's the kind of stuff i'm really looking for far more like more so than like wins, losses or this team beat that team or this team won by by x. That's that's kind of the stuff i look for and then i try to try to just like if i can make a case for it and and it, and it fits that and then of course guys if it's like if everyone and their mom is on the other side, we love to see that of course. Right. It's usually then it's usually a bet for me. That's, you know, and I kind of try to go from there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And, And how many times I mean, that's a that's a good point about like sports across the table. We talk about just football by itself or we could talk about basketball or whatever. But when you look at every sport, whether it's baseball, football, you can have that team that is quote-unquote sharp that night and maybe even the public is too so it's we we get afraid that one of the one of the things we hate the most is a trendy dog or something like that so the sharp and the public are on it and then they lose that one and then you're like ooh, and then everyone jumps off them again overreaction jumps off them the next week and that's when you kind of have to go hey maybe this is now the time to jump on them mm-hmm. and we see it in baseball all the time, whether it's a, you know, a scum baseball team or basketball. Everyone's like, oh, the, the Spurs are sharp tonight. And then they get blown out by 20. And everyone's like, well, I'm not touching them. They suck. Right. They're catching five the next night and went out right. And you're like, damn, God. I was a day late. So, yeah. It's a it, it
2: happens point. all the time. Like, I, I'll give you guys an example from Major League Baseball this season. The Chicago White Sox took more sharp <laughs> money prior to the season in to win the AL Central, to win the AL – Pennon and to win the World Series, and I started talking about this on shows like early July. They were probably like four or five games under 500, and I was like, you know, it's it's not that I've been I wasn't betting the White Sox every night. I still haven't been betting the White Sox every night, but I'm certainly not looking to bet against them because I'm like, okay, so they're still were perceived to be this, and they're five games under 500. So if anything, I'd I want to bet on them. And try to catch the uptick and that's kind of what happened right they went like five and one before the all-star break and now i think they're four games over 500 so I, you know that's a baseball example but it really is all we're doing is just using an example that can be applied really to almost anything and, and it doesn't really you know it, you have to dig a little bit and maybe like you know rely on your kind of network to to determine what's actually sharp right but I do think that information's out there. I don't think you have to like be overly connected, if you will, to to kind of determine what you know sharp sides are. And then it's really just a, a matter of of keeping track of that and trying to find spots where they've become, I guess, totally undervalued. That's a, a big part of like the, the game for me, at least. Th-
1: that's what I was gonna follow up with is for I guess we have backtrack, you know, for people who are trying to become better betters or maybe they're a newer better in the market and they hear like Chris uh, in our group text how many times throughout the week are we saying oh who are the sharps on oh the sharps are on this team how how does someone who's newer or trying to improve identify who the sharps are on is it is it watching the lines and and seeing how they move is it ticket count versus uh, money percentage how how would you recommend for someone who's trying to improve and who's trying to how do I figure out who the sharps are on?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely need to get yourself like an odd screen. There's, you know, wager talk puts one out for free. There's other good ones that are, uh, you know, I, am not going to, everyone has their preference, but that, you know, certainly tick account against money is going to, is going to help because you're going to be able to sort of see the moves in real time. The other thing is really just there, there's many ways to gain info out there and, Everyone is not going to have the same access to everything, but the but the reality is that information is out there, and if you if you dig enough, you're going to find it. Also, another thing Kelly you know taught me that uh, was super v- valuable that I learned from her is just you want to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, and you know I I feel like even you know it, it's doable, and you know just i love to network even on twitter like even you know before anyone knew who i was i was happy to just you know dm with people and and i've met a lot of of very smart people that way uh and i still do so it's like the info's out there you just gotta you know it's really attrition more than anything guys you just gotta dig and, and eventually you'll find it and you'll figure out okay i really i respect this that's another thing too it's not just you know, it's also you want opinions that you respect and, and all you're doing is really like triaging info, right? Like you're just trying to take all this information and it's kind of like it's kind of like studying for a test, right? It's like you, you, you spend all like in college, whatever. You're just trying to, you're right. You don't know the answers to the test. You're just like trying to, you know, take notes and write all the information down and, and hope that you can put together the right answers, so. That's like that's really the, the most of the battle is that and then just trying to not, you know, the more that you do this, the more the easier it will be able to identify like the, e- the easy traps to avoid or the pitfalls of, of that, like the mistakes that you used to make, you know, when you just started that you maybe don't make anymore. And that probably comes with just like time and, and doing this over and over and over again for a long period of time.
1: Chris, we talk about that all the time on our pods. The, the mistakes we used to make as, as betters that we, you just like Adam literally just said, you kind of learn what those traps are and then you don't make those mistakes again. Like, like your boy who's, who's firing, he had the Yankees in the parlay yesterday. Right. And he's going to get it all back with the doys today and it's not that easy. And that's just stuff you learn the more you bet.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's it takes time. Everyone thinks it's a, I'm just going to be good from day one and, you know, not the case. Uh, it takes a long time and a lot. It's awesome. You you might think I love the, the what Adam said about f- surrounding your people with people that, you know, are smarter and have good info because you might think, Oh, this is a sharp side. And then you go talk to someone and you're like, actually, you know, we're getting a lot of action on, on that side. You think, and maybe, maybe this is a contrarian play and you want to, you know, the money's coming in on this side. So that's why you always want to have your, your ears open and you're, you know, like he said, DMs and, and talk to people, ask them questions and, and find out, you know, stuff. Cause football too, is like the most bet on sport. That's the one way you can kind of get, uh, you know, find out what's going out your morning games, your afternoon, the Sunday night, primetime, the Monday night. So a lot of opportunities to find sharp angles.
2: Yeah. And, and also like, you know, I, I had to, this is something I learned with time too. recognize that like, you you can get off like you you don't have to be married to like your opinion right like so for example and this happens to me like uh, i'll have i'll go into the week and it's football is a great great for this because you know we we have early in the week to sort of formulate opinions but you don't really have to bet like on monday or tuesday i would say you know i i probably personally start betting games on like wednesday Thursday and then Friday, I'll I'll really start like you know having my college card finalized, and then I do that Saturday for the NFL because obviously you know you kind of got to get some bets down or everything's gonna gonna move off of playable numbers. But like I might have you know I like for example Chris Thurston, he'll, you know one of you guys bet him a, a bunch and he's one of my my buddies. Like, but like I've I've watched him get cut off of books betting football. So, like, I know he knows what he's doing. So if he likes the other side, I need to go, and I'm just using this as an example, and if there's other people like this, but, like, I'm going to go, you know what? Do I really want to bet against this guy who I know is, a like, a winning better, Or do I want to find one of the other 150, you know, right, 100 games on the board and put my money there? And that's the thing. You don't need to bet every game. Less is more. So if you can find a way to talk your, yourself off and just be like yeah you know what I have an opinion here but I'm going to have to leave it because like this is going to you know this is going to get me off of that and then it's just like uh, it, it, you will net a better profit or your you, your net will be far better I think if you can do that and it's like but that, again you that I feel like you need to get beat down a little bit in your mm-hmm. in your primitive betting years if you will to like be able to do that I know I did at least. I had to get I had to get beat up in my like early twenties to like really figure out how to do this. And I, I doubt I guarantee you if you if you check in with anyone that like does this for a living, they have the exact same story. No, I guarantee you you will not find one person that actually makes money doing this professionally and says, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've just I've just been winning forever. It won't happen. And if not And person. if they
1: say otherwise it's probably lying. I mean and, we all we all thought laying three eighty on a tennis match would be a good idea. Cause it's free right. money. Right. And then we've lost the, like we all have those mistakes and you're absolutely right. You have to take your licks and then you just learn a little bit more, the more you do it. So let's talk about uh, ride teams, fade teams. You mentioned the giants earlier, a team you're high on. Is that because of the coaching change? Is that because they've just been down for so long? Is it a little bit of both?
2: Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I, I like the coaching change, but it's but it's more so. It, it's really a combination of both. They've been so you you just know that you're gonna get this this team is is because they're like a funny they're in a funny market where it's like when when they're bad it seems like the masses like want to pile on them a little bit and, and they'll they'll get faded into the ground right like when they're really bad. Uh, Because Giants, for whatever reason, like Giants games are like all seem to be high profile games. I think it's just the big New York market. It's probably similar with like LA teams, really. Like it's like they're all, every Giants game is like a big game, even when they're like four and eight. So I think it's just because they've been bad for so long, have the coaching change. And then I like the schedule. I think the schedule shapes up nicely for them. Um, So yeah, I I think they're a, a, a way undervalued team. And, and there'll be definitely be a team i'm looking to back um you know it, it, until i guess until the market catches up that's the other thing no nothing is is sort of ever like like final right because if 3 weeks go by and the giants go 3 and 0 and they blow each team out by by double digits i'll probably be looking to bat, you know bet against them sooner than later so it's just everything is 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 relative to what happens and um but yeah, if you go in like the Giants are a team, I'm definitely going to look to to sort of play on in the early going.
1: Any fade teams? Any any team you're like? I don't know. Like I'm going to look to maybe bet against these guys early on.
2: Um, you know i I've read a lot about the that you know like the Bears being like a complete disaster. I don't know if I, I don't know how how much I agree with that at this point, but it, it seems there's some smart people that that have kind of said that the Bears could be a total mess. So that was one that sort of um, you know caught my eye there. I know you know, I, and this is a couple couple sharp people that I respect really really like the Tennessee Volunteers in college fo- in college football. Um, so that was something I did I did bet, but that wasn't that wasn't mine. Like I just, but I did end up betting that's like that one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did end up betting that. Um, I think we got like seven and a half, and I I agree with it. I've I've been more doing my college football prep this week in preparation for our first episode of the hustle, and and I did hey, agree Drake. with that one.
0: How about this fade? How about this? I've got my sick ass Fresno State hat on. They play USC week three. How do you feel about fading Lincoln Riley and in uh, USC under nine and a half? Do you think? Uh, keep it under i
2: mean you're you're certainly not going to see me bet that over (laughs) you know any any time anytime i can can find a a big name team to fade which is which has been harder in college football in in the past couple years because it feels like the big names end up getting there regardless um i'll look to do that but yeah i haven't you know i i try not to i try not to like like and that's another reason I don't love the the win totals. I don't want to put myself into a situation where I'm like reluctant to bet on or against a team because I have like a, a season long bet. So that's another reason I don't do a ton of win totals. But um, yeah, I I don't, yeah, I don't have as many like play on play against yet. It's still a little early for me. Probably by around uh, right, probably by around the time we we go win the hustle next week, I'll have more. So that's about eight days from now. I think I'll have a lot more, especially in college football, since we'll have games that weekend. Um, I'll have a lot more in terms of of fade, you know, play on play against. And then the NFL, like I said, I'm really, I'm, I'm totally immersed in betting preseason football. So I'm going to bet these three weeks and, you know, kind of wait for the fallout from the preseason before I like totally make, you know, form a bunch of strong opinions on NFL going forward. So like the giants is really the only team I've, I've sort of already in my head said, okay, like, this is, this is a team I'm going to be on for sure. Like, I, I know that unless they, unless like they have a disastrous, like wholesale injuries of, of any kind, I will be looking to back the giants. Well, otherwise we still have two weeks of preseason left. And, and then I feel like I'll have a, a far better idea of what I want to do there. Getting to see, you know, two weeks of game you know, teams playing games. And in preseason, it's like, oh, okay, well, the starters aren't going to play a ton. So how do you evaluate? But you can still evaluate the coaching staffs. There's still, there's still like, you know, coaches really, especially in the NFL. I mean, you know, we had like the running Anthony Lynn joke for all those years. Like, I, I do like to bet on and, and against certain coaches. And and that's something you can kind of see in the preseason, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of how I go about it.
1: It's interesting you mentioned the Bears a minute ago. We recorded our uh, our NFC North preview yesterday. Uh, do you think this fade the hard knocks team is, is a thing or is that also... I think there's a new episode tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Everybody's going to get fired up about Dan Campbell again. It's going to be all over Twitter tonight.
2: <laughs> so normal so that's that's interesting this year i actually i went with the fade the hard knocks angel uh, angle in week one of the preseason got very lucky in that game guys with (laughs) Desmond Ritter. desmond ritter with the uh fall away touchdown pass to basically get that win but you know what i had the colts last weekend too so it it all evened out because that was a game that looked like it was in the bag with about seven minutes left and, and somehow uh finished the loser so uh but back to the see the problem is the hard knocks team is the lions so it's like uh, maybe you want to fade them early because people have them overvalued because they watched the show and they like fell in love with dan campbell and stuff like that but you know it's like are the lions really going to be like super overvalued they've been horrible for years so this one's a tricky one it's not you know it's not as cut and dry as some years past when you have a team that's like you know, pretty good. And then hard, hard knocks portrays them as like elite. Like, I I mean, they, you know, like this button didn't been done in years past, but, um, I I mean, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we get to week one and and suddenly the lions are taking all sorts of public money and, and they're a little bit overvalued, but you know, are they a fade because of that? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, we'll have to see what the number is and what the what the splits are, but it, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. It it, it it makes a lot of sense that that would happen. Let's put it that way.
1: Do you buy into the Super Bowl loser narrative, or is that totally case by case?
2: I think it's case by case. I mean, listen, the, the one thing I will say about that is it, it takes a lot to get to a Super Bowl, right? Like the, the climb to get there is... is it takes a lot, right? Like you, you need things to go your way. Um, and then the, the number of big games that you have to win to get there are, you know, it's hard, it's hard to replicate that. So, you know, and then, and then, and then you go, go into the following season and there's all sorts of expectations. A lot of times, you know, not every year do you have a team like the, like, for example, I don't know, the Bengals, right? Like, did they have, they didn't have expectations last year. But they certainly will now, and, and teams, you know, it's it's a different ball game when you go from, you know, being the undervalued underdog to, you know, being expected to win. So it, it could be a thing, but but definitely it's a case by case basis, in my opinion. Everything is a case by case basis for me, guys. I'm not I'm not a trend guy whatsoever. So you're never gonna hear me reference like, well, you know, this this since nineteen. 19- 98 this is like 16 and zero. it's just it's just not how i look at things everything's a case by case basis and and i'm always looking for you know how can i fade something that's overvalued that's like basically my whole my whole jam right there doesn't doesn't really ever differ from that
0: yeah that's good you're right they say trends don't pay the the rent obviously you'd have to have a a freaking crystal ball and be able to just predict these trends that happen um I think, I mean, it'd be good. We talk about one of our favorite, you know, lines that fade you is just be malleable. We have a fade guy. We're like, dude, we kind of like this over. We kind of like this dog. And then he hops on it and we jump off it as quick as we can because we're like, look, we can't be stuck and attached to our view and just think that that's the winning side. we got to be able to flip flop and have, uh, you know, patience and stuff. And I mean, you can look and say, look, just because you were the Bengals made you a lot of money last year and they did well, doesn't mean they're going to, and everyone's talking shit on who the hell's going to play quarterback for the Steelers and look at the Deshaun Watson in, in Cleveland and everyone thinks, so, you know, what are we going to get out of the, you know, the Ravens? Oh, maybe the Bengals are just going to waltz back into the playoffs. So, yeah, you have to really be careful. And, and a lot of people might look at, what well, not the total only like nine and a half? And The average Joe's probably looking like, are you telling me that the Bengals are going to come back with 10, 11 wins and think it's free money? Just Just be careful with all that, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and it goes back to what I was saying at the top of the show too. Especially with the, some of the season win totals, like, man, you you go back in it, it, to just past seasons and just take like a, a random sample of teams of from any NFL year back as long as you want to go, and I guarantee you you'll have, you know, out of that random sample, there will be teams that were supposed to be really good had a couple key injuries and ended up four and 12, right? Like it's just, it happens all the time. And that's why, that's why I don't, I, I try not to get so, I try not to make a ton of, of like kind of statement type, you know, going into the season because I don't want to be so like married to that opinion that it, that I can't like justify going against it. So I, I'm really selective uh, with the, with the win totals. I think last year, I played. I think I played. I remember I played Ole Miss over in in college football last year, which hit. Yeah, I think I lost. I think I had. Well, well now they're the Commanders, but I think I was, if I remember correctly, I was all over that Washington team um, in the beginning, <laughs> headed into the season. I, I definitely lost money with uh with with preseason stuff with them, but like I, that's I and, and that's a perfect example, right? Like I was so high on Washington. Going into the NFL season last year, that I know I made bets on them because of that, and it's like—I guess it's a double-edged sword. But um, that's why I try not to lock in a bunch of stuff preseason because I don't—I don't think you're getting, especially in like football, I don't think you're getting like a ton of. It's not like baseball where, you know, you can find a number on a season win total and and you you know it's like a, it's good value and you know that you're gonna have. All these two games for the
0: ground yeah. to make up, yeah.
2: So yeah. it's like it's harder to do stuff in, in my opinion, pre like before the season in football because, man, it's guys a contact sport, right? Like big time contact sport, and and you can really have injuries play a big part. And, and not not the injuries. The other thing too, I'll I'll, I'll I want to sort of throw out there for football: the injuries you need to worry about are not the ones they really talk about. It's the team yep. that lost two offensive linemen or the team that's down a couple of like key defensive players. Like the ones that get reported, the skilled players are usually not the ones that are going to like crush you. Um, and, and I think that's like a great tool for handicapping, right? Like I don't care about teams losing like receivers and running backs most of the time. And even in, in a lot of cases, I'll, I'll be willing to ro- roll with a backup quarterback depending on who it is. But Man, like if you give me if if I see a team with like two three offensive linemen out, I'm only gonna probably go against them. I don't think I would back that team. But they don't—they're not big name guys, so it doesn't always get talked about. So some value there typically.
1: The the wide receivers—how how the Titans do without Derrick Henry last year? Oh wait, they were the number one seed in the AFC. So (laughs) uh, it's yeah, don't overreact to the running back and the receiver injuries. It's a great point. So. That's a great conversation with Adam. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this. Listen to as many professional handicappers as possible. And like Adam talked about earlier, just soak it all up, listening in different styles, different ways people approach the sport. The more you can do that and the more you can learn, the better. Adam, let's get you out of here with this. Uh, We are going to be in Vegas together this weekend for Super Contest Weekend. Uh, Can't wait for that. Shout out Westgate. Uh, It's going to be a ton of fun. How is your golf game? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh not great guys but you know what like i, I think i told you off air um I, i'm good for like one real good shot every once in a while and i'll follow it up with like four or five where you, you look and say i don't think he's ever played this game before uh but you know what it's gonna be a blast can't wait for it and um i think it's a scramble format so if i hit you know if i can if i can come contribute one or two good shots every once in a while i, I think i'll i'll be happy with that but yeah, looking forward to playing, hanging out with everyone. And yeah, if you're if you're seeing this before Saturday, come down to the Westgate. We'll all be there on Saturday, hanging out.
0: Yes, hopefully your your epic shots on that hole in one hole, you win a jeep, and it's all worthwhile, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I that would be I I can guarantee you that won't happen, but <laughs> if, it, if it does, it'd be pretty pretty awesome. Yep.
1: And then last last thing, Adam. I, Get people hyped about The Hustle coming back next week. Plug that for a sec.
2: Oh, yeah, no, we've got The Hustle. Season two, it's the second year we're doing it. Myself, Kelly in Vegas, Kelly Stewart, um, Chris Thurston, Drew Martin, Betts. We are back one week from tomorrow, and um, I will have far more college football thoughts than I have today. Have today since the next week or so, I'm, I'm really going to be sort of you know, formulating my college football opinions and, and really mostly like I you know, same thing though holds true, guys. Like I'll be really looking at the week the games coming up on on the twenty seventh. I really don't try I try not to get way too far ahead of myself because like the twenty seventh, those games, that's where we're making money, right? Like and, and we'll like it's good to have a pulse on like what's coming up, but I try not to like concern myself with stuff going on in the middle of September because the landscape could just change so much that you know, I'd rather be, uh, you want to be proactive, but you want to, you know, you want to be able to, in my opinion, react to sort of like what's going on and not, uh, otherwise, I feel like you, you know, like I, I was talking about last year with the, the commanders, I got so sort of high and high, hopped up on them that, that I ended up betting them in a couple of spots where I, I had to go back and say, why, why did I do that, right? Like, <laughs> did I do that because I'm like so married to this team from the preseason? So, yeah, but I will have the hustle is gonna be great um you know Chris Thurston is a is a assassin when it comes to football so you definitely want to be what you know listen to what he says and, and watching his opinions for for football and uh, we have a good time too it's it's fun so uh, you know we'll, we'll be on 6 p.m. Wednesdays and I, I think we we did a Saturday morning show last year I'm hoping we add that back Uh, because that's always fun to sort of watch. And that's a great show. We will have it at some point. I don't know if we're going to come off the bat with it, but we basically just sit and watch the odds board and talk games in real time. So look for the Saturday morning show as well, because that's a good one, too. Definitely
1: check out The Hustle. Definitely check out Adam on Wager Talk. He is on Twitter at TopflightSI. Uh, make sure you follow Chris Duke at HazmatSuit23. Uh, circumcision was trending on Twitter earlier. So <laughs> <laughs> you may Wait, have some. Adam, other. did you say you
0: you had one that you you haven't shared yet that you wanted to share? No. Or are you going to hold off?
2: Uh, no, the only like I said, the two things I bet so far in terms of of preseason football stuff: Giants over seven and Tennessee Vols over seven and a half. I haven't gotten the window with anything else yet, um, but if I do. I like- you know, I don't, I don't sell those. So that those, I, I just fire out on shows and tweet out, so everyone like will know it. about it. I'll make sure that that they get uh, circulated on Twitter for sure. I'm gonna go bet
0: those right now. Two teams that last year struggled a little bit. You know, everyone wants to talk about the the high octane Bamas and the Georgias and the SEC. A little value on the Volunteers there. You know,
1: absolutely. There you go. All right, next week we will have post-Vegas trip, the prop queen Ariel Epstein on uh, next week. We have Adam pre-Vegas, we'll have Ariel next week. In the meantime, keep an eye out for another one of our NFL previews a little bit later this week. Follow all our stuff at FadeU Sports on Twitter. Chris, remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop.
0: You might step in it, but sometimes it'll smell like roses. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. is fade you